Day six. The introduction of the Decameron. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Decameron by Giovanni Boccaccio, translated by H. M. Rigg. Day the six. The introduction. Endeth here the fifth day of the Decameron. Beginneth the sixth, wherein, under the rule of Elisa, discourse is had of such, as by some sprightly sally have repulsed an attack, or by some ready retort or device have avoided loss, peril, or scorn. Still in mid-heaven the moon had lost her radiance, nor was any part of our world unilluminated by the fresh splendor of the dawn, when the queen being risen and having mustered her company, they heed them, gently sauntering across the dewy mead some distance from the beautiful hill, conversing now of this, now of the other matter, canvassing the stories, their greater or less degree of beauty, and laughing afresh at diverse of their incidents, until, the sun being now in his higher ascendant, they began to feel his heat, and turning back by common consent, retraced their steps to the palace, where the tables being already set, and fragrant herbs and fair flowers strewn all about, they, by the queen's command, before it should grow hotter, addressed themselves to their meal. Though having blithely breakfasted, the first of all sang some dainty and jocund ditties, and then, as they were severally minded, composed them to sleep or set them down to chess or dice, while Dioneo and Lauretta fell a-singing of Troilus and Cressida. The hour of session being come, they took their places, at the queen's summons, in their wonted order by the fountain. But when the queen was about to call for the first story, that happened which had not happened before. To wit, there being a greater uproar in the kitchen among the maids and men, the sound thereof reached the ears of the queen and all the company. Whereupon the queen called the seneschal and asked him, who bowled so loud, and what was the occasion of the uproar? The seneschal made answer that it was some contention between Likiska and Tindaro, but the occasion he knew not, having but just come to quiet them, when he received her summons. The queen then bade him cause Likiska and Tindaro to come thither forthwith. So they came, and the queen inquired of them the cause of the uproar. Tindaro was about to make answer when Likiska, who was somewhat advanced in years and disposed to give herself airs, and heated to the strife of words, turned to Tindaro, and scowling upon him, said, And mannerly varlet, that makest bold to speak before me, leave me to tell the story. Then turning to the queen, she said, Madame, this fellow would fain instruct me as to Sycophantis' wife, and neither more or less, as if I had not known her well, would have me believe that, the first night that Sycophante lay with her, it was by force, and not without effusion of blood, that Master Yard made his way into Dusky Hill, which I deny, averring that he met with no resistance, but on the contrary, with a hearty welcome on the part of the garrison. And such a numbskull is he as fondly to believe, that the girls are so simple as to let slip their opportunities, while they wait on the caprice of father or brothers, who six times out of seven, delay to marry them for three or four years after they should. Ay, ay, indeed! Doubtless they were well advised to tarry so long. Christ's face! 
I should know the truth of what I swear. There is never a woman in my neighborhood whose husband had her virginity, and well I know how many and what manner of tricks or married dames play their husbands, and yes, this booby would fain teach me to know woman as if I were but born yesterday. While Likiska thus spoke, the ladies laughed, till all their teeth were ready to start from their heads. Six times at least the queen bade her be silent, but all in vain. She halted not till she had said all that she had a mind to. When she had done, the queen turned with a smile to Dioneo, saying, This is a question for thee to deal with, Dioneo. So hold thyself in readiness to give final judgment upon it when our stories are ended. Madame, replied Dioneo forthwith, I give judgment without more ado. I say that Likiska is in the right. I believe that it is even as she says, and that Tindaro is a fool. Whereupon Likiska burst out laughing, and turning to Dindaro, Now did I not tell thee so, quoth she. Be gone in God's name. Dost think to know more than I, though that are but a sucking babe? Thank God, I have not lived for nothing. Not I. And had not the queen sternly bade her be silent, and make no more disturbance, unless she had a mind to be whipped, and send both her and Tindaro back to the kitchen, the whole day would have been spent in naught but listening to her. So Lekiska and Tindaro having withdrawn, the queen charged Philomena to tell the first story, and gaily thus Philomena began. End of day six, the introduction.